0: Shut up, and sit down. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to non-fiction, kind of. I'm your comic book holder host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro... James Schuyler-Hutzma, and the scientific scholar,
1: Ben Anderson. SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week, we continue our journey, exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie.
2: Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or Willem Dafoe's face, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. Spider-Man the green goblin the green goblin you like that mr jameson made it up myself these weirdos all gotta have a name now mr jameson spider man hoffman yeah call the patent office copyright the name green goblin i want a corner every time somebody says it
1: how about green meaning spider-man wasn't attacking the city he was trying to save it that's slander
2: it is not i resent that slander is spoken in print it's libel you don't trust anybody that's your problem i trust my barber What are you, his lawyer? Get out of here! Let him sue me, get rich like a normal person. That's what made this country... Jameson, you (gasps) slime! Who's the photographer who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? I don't know who he is, his stuff comes in the mail! You're lying! I swear! He's the one who can bring me to it. I don't know who he is. You are useless. Yeah. Set him down, tough guy. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Spider-Man. I knew you two were in this together. I...
1: <clears throat> hey,
0: kiddo. <clears throat> let mom and dad talk for a minute, will you? <clears throat> Sleep. <clears throat>
2: Spider Man, the first one, and yes, there will be spoilers.
0: Do we call this Sam Raimi Spider Man? Uh, I think that's yeah, the I, I, the cultural signifier designated. Right, we're Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, that works Spider-Man, too. Spider Man, the movie, Kier- the Kirsten Dunst Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> the Macy Gray Spider Man. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I call it the Macy Gray Spider Man. Oh.
2: Macy Gray. They should start
1: titling Spider-Man movies the way they do, like episodes of Friends. <laughs> so this one would be the one with the terrible yellow eyes,
0: or, <laughs> or how they do it. It's so the always, one where they diagnose
1: always... insanity in
0: a rat. <laughs> it's always sunny. <laughs> uh, Norman tries to save the company.
2: <laughs>
0: That's what it good. Harry tries to get his father's love. Uh, that's what these should have been labeled. Dr. Octopus
1: discovers <laughs> crystallic fusion.
2: <laughs> the one with Go, Web, Go! <laughs> All right. Okay, so
0: uh, first opinions of this movie, I guess. Uh, let's go to Ben. This is a
1: perfectly serviceable origin story. And when it was made, it was fine because it was the first Spider Man origin film. And so it was pretty good.
0: It was, uh, yeah, damn good.
1: Now I've seen like. 8 spider-man origin films so it has not worn well with the years get ready for eight more i can't wait i think it is of the it feels weird that like i have seen enough spider-man origin films that i can say that it's definitively the best of those okay um and it's the second best of the original trilogy yes by far you know, like i don't think there's any disagreement there <laughs> it's perfectly serviceable i enjoyed it quite a lot when i was younger I still enjoy it now, Mm -hmm. um, but it hasn't necessarily weathered. Not a a
0: sexual awakening.
1: No, I was too young for this to actually like, okay. I was too young to actually have noticed like any nipples. Yeah. That's a,
0: that's a (laughs) call back to Spider-Man two friends. Listen to that episode. Get to know Ben personally.
1: Yeah. uh, Maybe (laughs) a little too personally, uh, popcorn sky guy.
2: Uh, Okay. I am actually pretty much on the same page with this one. Um, you know, it was very cool because this was like the big superhero movie that started off the trend for our generation. I feel like, you know, rewind 15 years ago and everyone talks about how they went to for the very first Batman movie and it was the smash hit. Well, this was our version of that. But at the same time, you know, it's completely serviceable. I, I still think the cast is the biggest weak point of the series, um, even in a really great one like Spider-Man 2, which was also, you know, still the high point. But this one, I don't know, it's it's fine. It's, it never feels like anything special. It feels like, let's get Spider-Man on the screen. Okay, what's the story going to be? Cricket's chirp. Um, everyone has that one thing, and mine is Willem Dafoe's costume in this movie just being a complete ass. It... it, it almost ruined the whole movie for me, and that's a complete nerd gripe that has no bearing in logic. Well, but. it has bearing in logic. I mean,
0: Willem Dafoe is one of the most facially expressive actors probably in Hollywood. All right? Like, that dude can make his face sing is a weird phrase, but you know what? I think you understand what it means when you mm-hmm. when I say Willem Dafoe. And then they give him... I hate what they do this to villains all the time. They They go a little bit too comic book accurate, and they give them... Um, you know, headgear and masks so that you can't see their facial expressions. Um, they There's, did that to uh, Doctor Doom because um, mm-hmm. Toby Kebbell is extremely. Uh, again, same thing. Um, they did that to please. Give me more, if you can. Uh, <laughs> they they tried to fix um, that mistake in Spider Man Three, but that's just worse. I would have rather had scary yeah. Venom face.
2: That's right. Oh, is it still my turn? <laughs>
0: well, unless you popcorn it.
2: Okay, no. Um, but yeah, that's just that brings this movie down a lot for me. But um, it it ages okay, but it's it's still, you know, just a product of history. Popcorn, Michael. Okay, Spider Man. Yo, could be,
0: could be, easily top three, but possibly the most culturally influential superhero movie ever possible paired with x men you've got a much stronger case huge case all right cuz like you said it it just like oh my god studios were going we can make money off superheroes holy crap it's when they realize that like nicholas sparks movies just rake it in like mm-hmm. we only have to make the same dumb love story every single t- i mean i don't know you can call them dumb but you know they're kind of the same thing every single have you time you seen the notebook <laughs> the notebook's the only good one that's the one that launched the craze all right and then there was the vow and there was all this other ones i don't remember but dear john that was one of them anyway um but this was spider-man
2: both these movies have dumb love stories
0: yes yes and then spider-man launched the same thing of just like wow we can make a lot of movie money off this uh let's make spider-man 2 what else we got we got hulk everybody knows who hulk is yeah yeah daredevil i mean we can. Daredevil is a cool idea. We can try Daredevil. Let's get. uh Let's get some Mark Mark Steven Johnson on for that one. I guess Jackson. I don't remember his last
2: name. They made a Catwoman movie. Yeah,
0: and then Catwoman. Yeah, instead of um another good Batman movie, let's make Catwoman. That's right. Kind yeah. of. Uh, oh, hey, th-
2: that um Fantastic Four movie that's supposed to be a period piece with like Jude Law and Charlize Theron. Now let's do a really shitty version.
0: Oh my God! There's going to be a period piece Fantastic Four.
2: Yeah, before the, uh, what we ultimately got in the first film, it was supposed to be a period piece in the 60s. You know what?
0: With- I, I, I th- yeah, and this, okay, sorry, and sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Um, I, I'm thi- done, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, 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 this movie is, Spider Man's kind of like a period piece. This feels a lot like 1950s origin story. Um, this is the 1950s Spider Man, or 1960s, sorry, 1960s. Um, Like, that's what Tobey Maguire is doing, is playing 1960s version of Spider-Man. The version of Spider-Man I knew in the early 2000s was Michael J. Straczynski. Spider-Man was 30. He was teaching high school at that point. And then they sort of bounce it around and they sort of age him backwards so that he's like 27. Spider-Man's the only character that doesn't evolve in his universe. Every other (sighs) character moves forward except him. Um, ex- except that one time Michael J. Crescincey's like, let's age him. And they're like, no, we want him back in like just after college
2: Hey, lower middle class working superhero. How about that, not being able to move forward? (laughs) All
0: right. And yeah, so, but this is the Spider Man movie does a great job with that. And, you know, Amazing Spider Man tried to make a new modern era Spider Man. Whatever. It it, didn't quite work. Yeah, it did okay. Uh, okay. The Mountain Dew commercial bullshit training montage, I hated it. Anyway. um (laughs) This one was all right. I liked it. I still like it. I'll still keep watching it. You know, I could probably watch that thing on rerun for a whole weekend and not want to kill myself. When there's plenty of movies that will definitely do that for me. Spider-Man might not be one of them because at least there's like a good five seconds where I see Kirsten Dunn's Nipples.
1: Which I did not notice until like really watching it like today
0: I was like, "Oh my goodness, best movie ever. How'd they get away with that?" <laughs> the <laughs> same reason they got away with it in the second one when they did it at least 30 minutes longer. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. He <laughs> was like, oh my God, Tristan Dun she looked great without a bra, so just don't even we're going to take it off if you wear one. That's in the contract.. <laughs>
2: Wow. That was also 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. All right. Production budget of
0: 140 million. That's uh, inflated to somewhat significantly in
2: 2002 ish. Yeah, let's just say that's pretty good for 2002 numbers. And uh, what it brought in is it, it, definitely better. Yes. Uh, domestic gross uh, as of 15 years later still sits at 403 point seven million dollars foreign gross is almost equal at 418 million for a grand total of 821.7 million damn
0: everyone saw this movie everyone saw this movie i saw this movie Ooh, personal experience um every time i see a spider-man movie i have a nightmare when i was a kid Every time I saw a Spider-Man movie in theaters, the next night or a couple nights after maybe, guaranteed a nightmare. Happened to at one, two, and three. Um, didn't happen during The Amazons because I'm old and I don't have nightmares about that kind of shit anymore. My nightmare is about um, crippling depression and dying young. Uh, but and, and the alcoholism. <laughs> that alcoholism is intense. Mm. Um, it's very, oh, very, goodness. very tragic. Uh, but no, this one was definitely like Green Goblin was hunting me in my house. Uh, and that scene where he sort of does the smoke trail over, um, uh, his jet, co- his jet contrail, uh, behind- That's
2: some straight up wizard of Oz shit.
0: Yeah. And he just comes laughing in, <laughs> and, like that is the image in my dream of like him flying over my house <laughs> doing <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that shit. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he like, I keep running back and forth in my house because he's outside every single door. Um, and then it was a double dream. Cause I woke up in my bed, uh, and, and then I realized I was in a dream again cause the green goblin was there again. And then I woke up realizing that I was actually sleeping downstairs and I had forgotten that <sighs> <laughs> chills,
2: man. That's, that's some messed up stuff. And that's the power of Sam Raimi who yeah. has his roots in horror. It's true. It's which like, you'll see in pretty much a lot of these films.
0: Yeah. So anyway, relativize that money, please.
2: Oh my goodness. Um, it is still the biggest superhero origin film, Damn. uh, with- with its 403.7, few have come close. I remember Guardians of the Galaxy came fair well, within arm's reach a few years ago, but this one still holds the crown. It's still the biggest uh, Spider-Man film. It opened to 114 million, which is like That's massive crazy. again for 2002. Stand- it almost made its budget back in its opening weekend. Oh, damn! Just just think about that. Uh, it's by far the biggest film of 2002 and keep in mind this was a a year where it opened 2 weeks before uh attack of the clones which people thought oh yeah nothing's going to top star wars okay well, um, maybe not um damn and it's also the fifth biggest marvel film behind uh civil war iron man 3 age of ultron and the avengers so it's the biggest non mcu marvel f- film ever
0: that's what I mean. Like, this movie triggered the whole, like, we can make money off superheroes. We can make tons of money off superheroes. Let's Set the tone for the next nearly two decades now. <laughs> yeah. 15 years. Yeah. We're getting there.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was about to die out by 2006, so let's be honest. True. And then 2008 came along and, like, whoa, Iron Man can like, have an opening weekend. Somewhere. Iron Man can make money. Yeah, whoa, really? Yeah, at that point, Marvel's like, anything can make money. You put a raccoon in the fucking next one in <laughs> a talking tree.
2: Raccoon in a tree
0: yeah alright so let's go on the comic book cause there's a giant amount of comic books I gotta get through alright gang Oof. like I actually had to cut some stuff cause it's just the format does not fit so we're gonna start at minor characters and talk less and less as we get to bigger <laughs> characters cause that's how I roll cause you know the most about the bigger characters this is about to shine the light on the little guys that you might not have known if, about if
1: you wanna know if you wanna know Spider-Man's origin just watch this movie
0: yeah or I mean like Spider-Man has his own comic book you will see Spider-Man in a comic book. You will see Spider-Man in a television show. You will see Aunt May and Ben, Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben has the same purpose in every format. There's not like a single universe or Spider-Man story that doesn't involve Uncle Ben doing the same thing.
2: <laughs> Dying. You don't find Spider-Man's origin story. It finds you. Oh Jesus! All right. So first off, we have
0: saw McGraw, based on the character Crusher Hogan, who premiered in. Amazing Fantasy number 15, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee, 1962, the definitive first appearance of Spider-Man. Um, Crusher, he worked for the Professional Wrestling League, which was in a spot of trouble. In order to combat their financial issues, Hogan starts a competition offering a cash prize to whoever can beat him in, or in the ring. Unlucky for him, Peter Parker was just bit by a radioactive spider. Ah, shucks. And overpowers Crusher. This loss puts his life in pieces. His wife leaves him, and he has to take a job at a as a school janitor where he tells stories that he trained Spider-Man. True, but exaggerated. Um, luckily, though, Spider-Man drops by to say Ho- save Hogan's life from some gang members in a convoluted storyline and confirms his stories that they're all true, saving the man's reputation and making him probably the coolest high school janitor ever. Yeah. Uh, mo- what a good guy. Yeah. Moving on to the burglar. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. In the film, he's known as the carjacker. In the books, he's known as the burglar. All right. Uh, say, I will. I mean, Amazing Fantasy 15 people. It's literally the definitive book of Spider-Man, so besides Amazing Spider-Man number one. But he literally went from Amazing, uh, a premiering in Amazing Fantasy, and then jumping to his own title book that just every issue, new definitive Spider-Man villain, <laughs> Electro, uh, Mysterio, Kingpin, all that jazz. Yeah. 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 Um, so the burglar is never named alluded that his last name might be Carradine because it is that of his daughters, uh, but that's never confirmed. Uh, The burglar spent some early years in jail where his cellmate, an aged gangster named Dutch Malone, talked in his sleep and revealed a large sum of money he had hid in a suburban home, as gangsters do. Upon the burglar's release, he robs a television station where Peter Parker opts to not stop him. Uh, He then discovers that Malone's money was hidden in the Parker house. Uh, I don't remember how he figured that out. And he breaks in only to find Uncle Ben and shoots him before fleeing. Of course, the rest of the story is pretty well known, uh, but he shows up once more, released from prison, and teams up with Mysterio to interrogate Aunt May and fake her death for the location of Malone's treasure only to be thwarted by Spider-Man, who reveals he is Ben Parker's nephew. Upon realizing that Spider-Man is about to murder him, the burglar suffers from a fear-induced heart attack and dies.
2: If you're looking for a good alternative history to this character, uh, you should track down the animated series The Spectacular Spider-Man, which I would just recommend in general always um, for a nice little twist on this character.
0: Mm, That. And if you ever wondered what happened to Malone's treasure, it was eaten by silverfish years ago. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, well, the little creepy crawly bugs. Yep, yep, yep. They love to eat that whatever yeah. treasure it was. They ate it anyway. That's how the comics is. They don't actually it. eat silver. Well, I don't. Know. Maybe whatever. It's a comic book, man. <laughs> suspend disbelief. Okay. All right. Next we have Doctor Mendel Strom, The Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-seven, Ditko and Lee, nineteen sixty-six. This is uh, uh, Osborn's assistant who we saw get murdered. Great stuff. So, Nor- Norman, uh, Strom is Norman Osborn's college professor and later partner at Oscorp. Uh, Strom worked with Norman to develop the strength-increasing formula that would later turn Osborn into the Green Goblin. Osborn found out Strom was embezzling funds and sent him to prison. Upon release, Strom enacts revenge on Osborn, only to be thwarted by Spider-Man and suffer a fatal heart attack over the fear of nearly being shot. What is it with people getting heart attacks? You can't corrupt the hero's morals so you let their death be their own demise. Like Green Goblin tripping over a pipe. (laughs) Yep, or um, the burglar stabbing himself with his own glider.
2: There we go. (laughs)
0: All right. Uh, oh wait, I got him backwards. <laughs> Did you not notice me fucking giving you I'm shit? I'm so for that? tired. I'm so tired.
1: My new puppy has worn me out. There
0: you go. All right. Um. So let's take a look here. Uh, comes back later with a brain and a robot double. Fifteen years publication-wise later. Um, now called Robot Master, comes back 15 more years later, publication wise, now as a cyborg with the name Gaunt. Several plots to destroy Osborne and Spider Man that never seemed to quite work out. Next up, Joseph Robbie Robertson, The Amazing Spider Man, number 57, Stan Lee, John Romita Sr., 1967. Originally published in a, as a supporting character for the Bugle, Robbie is a significant in acting as the voice of reason against J. Jonah Jameson's outlandish crusades against Spider-Man. Also, he is one of the first African American side characters to not be considered comic relief, which is actually huge in the comic world. Oh,
2: shit, yeah, it is. Dang. I'm
0: trying to think of the Teen Brigade of. Oh my god, the t- like the Teen Squad or something like that and they had a black character named Whitewash. Um Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> who had giant terrible. lips. Like every other oh, kid looked no. normal, but this person did not. No, it like and even in the Spirit, same thing. I forget the Spirit <sighs> sidekick, but again, everybody drawn by at, at by Eisner um looks Perfectly like a human being, except the black side character. (laughs) All right. Um, In the 1980s, Jerry Conway wrote a pretty famous run on the two Spider-Man books that explored the history of Robertson and his stressful relationship with the hitman Tombstone. Um, I like to think that Robertson is a very Dr. Kintian character in the Marvel Universe with his outspoken views on tolerance and acceptance displayed in not only Spider-Man, but the X-Men as well. Wish I could say more. Uh, moving on to Betty Brandt, The Amazing Spider Man number four, 1963, Lee Ditko, Peter Parker's first crush. Betty is one of the several supporting characters at the Daily Bugle as Jameson's very reliable secretary. Ironically, her mother worked the same job before her. Even though their will they won't they relationship resulted in a, uh, well, their will they won't they resulted in a relationship, uh, Betty eventually broke up with Peter because he couldn't commit enough time to her. Also, her brother was killed in the fight between Doc Ock and Spider-Man, so that didn't help. She currently runs her online journalism blog. Moving on. Again, there's always so much more to these characters, fans. Don't think I'm, I'm just giving you some highlights. <laughs> yeah. Married to the Hobgoblin. Uh, well, was married to the Hobgoblin. Um, yeah. Kind of. Uh, yes. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, it convoluted as fuck.
0: Because, yes, uh, it was actually that Hobgoblin was being mind-controlled by the original Hobgoblin. To be the hop goblin.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Moving on, Eugene Flash Thompson, same as Amazing Fantasy number 15. The stereotypical high school bully. Flash Thompson beats on Peter, but is the leader of the Spider Man fan club. <laughs> Haha. I don't really need to dive into his bully persona. The character evolves. Uh, oh. Did someone write Devolves? What the fuck, that Ben? That was me. What the fuck are you doing editing I... my shit? <sighs> I tried to change it to develops. Oh. (laughs) But I'm so tired that I can't read. There we go. The character evolves or develops when he is sent to the Iraq war and develops PTSD. Notice how I tried to avoid redundancy when I write things out? I I get that. (laughs) <laughs> from his experience and al- uh, from his experiences and also gets alcoholism. When he returns to the states, he services a short career of being a high school PE teacher. Wow, really full circle on the bully stereotype there. Uh, but later rejoins the U.S. Army. That decision costs him both his legs overseas. Even though he comes to terms with his disability, he still accepts the offer uh, by the military to be bonded with the Venom symbiote, allowing him to walk again and turning him into the superhero Agent Venom. Oddly, the only character to ever be able to control the Venom symbiote. (laughs) And finally, even Doc Ock couldn't do it. All right, and finally we have J. Jonah Jameson, The Amazing Spider-Man number one lead... Lee Ditko 1963 Don't give me descriptions of comic book characters I want pictures of Spider-Man Dammit! Alright, Jameson doesn't really have any solid base set of characteristics other than the obvious. He morphs very much depending on the writer. What remains consistent in his place of power, uh, either editor-in-chief at the Daily Bugle or mayor of New York uh, and his very vocal hatred of Spider-Man and, and need to slander the hero Some interpretations show him as brash to his employees and cowardly in the face of danger, um, sourcing his hatred on Spider-Man to jealousy. Others humanize the character, instilling bravery in the wake of supervillainous confrontations and extremely empathetic in personal encounters. His hatred of Spider-Man here comes from the fear that young people without superpowers will follow in the menace's example and get themselves killed. Or, another example being in the Spider-Man animated series Origin, where his wife and child were gunned down in a park by a man in a mask, creating a distrust of hidden identities. Ultimate Jonah Jameson is also very interesting. The Ultimate version of him. The Marvel Ultimate version of him. Ultimate, yeah, there we go. For a second, I'm like, I don't think I'm being clear. (laughs) (laughs) The Ultimate Jonah Jameson. Ultimate Jonah. Um,
1: Take it to the ultimate All right, now Night on WWE <laughs> Ultimate Jonah versus The Bonesaw. <laughs> uh, I would watch that fight. That actually. would change. that'd be that'd be a good pay-per-view event. <laughs>
0: We're down to the. There we go. F- yeah, we still have four more characters, friends, but I am so not saying much about these characters. Because it's Harry Osborne, Amazing Spider Man number 31, 1965. Uh, defined by being. I'm just going off the. I don't have anything written down. I'm going off the flip of the cuff here. Uh, defined by being Spider Man's best friend slash frenemy. Of course, that love triangle between Mary Jane doesn't help. Um, and then follows in the footsteps of. His father, after his father kills himself on his own, not kills himself. His father dies by the hand of his own glider. Um, but Harry also is like very famous for before he turns into the Green Goblin, he is exposed to heavy like drug addict, super into I don't know what it was. I think it was actually a made up drug. Pills, um, pills,
2: pills, 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 pills.
0: <laughs> he was dope and hard, um, and it was hallucin. <laughs> it was a it was hallucinogens. Um, some sort of hallucinogens, and then uh, after you know feeling the, the the depressing event of the tragic event of the death of his father, he went crazy, um, and you know became the Green Goblin. And in a sense, been kind of cured, but I mean that stuff always still kind of lingers. Um, moving crazy. on, crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: moving on to Norman Osborn. I mean, they pretty. Like, Willem Dafoe nailed it. Like guys, you want Norman Osborn? It's Willem Dafoe. It's not Chris Cooper, who they hired to be Norman Osborn for three seconds in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's it's Willem Dafoe. Like, he nailed that shit to a T. Like, that caring yet distant father that is proud of someone other than their son, because, like, other people are smarter than their, his, his son. Um, and then, like, goes crazy buck wild when uh, his company is being threatened. And uh, because that's his pride and joy. His real child is his company. And so he tests the Green Goblin serum and goes crazy and kills people and fights Spider-Man because he has a vendetta against Spider-Man for some uh, obviously shoehorned reason. For some reason. Exactly. For Uh, some reason. Now we have Mary Jane Watson. Um she was actually developed as a running joke for the longest time Aunt May would talk about for 30 issues I think so almost 2 years uh more than 2 years Aunt May would um mentioned that the uh Aunt Maria oh my god I'm forgetting the neighbor's name um, but she has a nice... Anna Watson. N- Anna, that's right, Anna, Aunt Anna, has a wonderful niece that uh, Peter would love to meet and hook up with, but Peter's like, oh my god, my aunt is trying to hook up, hook me up with a girl. This girl must be butt-ugly. I can't fucking do it. Um, She's
2: got a wonderful personality. Yeah.
0: Ooh, ooh, which means massive tits. All right, and uh, <laughs> Ben's shaking his head at me. <laughs> my terrible tactless jokes. Uh, you 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 know and love me for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then there's that iconic reveal in uh Spider-Man 37. Oh shit! 35. Thank you. This is what happens when I don't write things down. <laughs> I get I get uh, I know all the information, but not where it's from, <laughs> which is not good. Oh, yeah. for the journalist in me. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it's that that realization where because wh- there was an issue before where her face was covered by a potted plant. And it's just like, oh my god, she's probably beautiful, or maybe really, really ugly. Who knows? And then there's the big reveal, and she says, "You just hit the jackpot, Tiger, or face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot." Into like, boom, instant crush. And she's actually just supposed to be introduced as a love character, a love triangle character. Gwen Stacy is supposed to be Spider-Man's soulmate, but then writers realized, like, wow, Mary Jane is such a much more interesting character. Gwen is nice and all, but I mean, she's just a nice person. <laughs> so of course, we have to kill her. <laughs>
2: We can't have nice people.
0: <laughs> and uh, that's how it goes. And then Mary Jane became the soulmate. Um, so, yeah, she lived with her aunt, and her family history isn't as abusive as it's display- displayed in the film. But, you know, you know what are you going to do? You've got to edit some things. Got to how- make it dramatic. Yes. I mean, you've got to get Peter an in, Right. Like, she's emotionally distraught. Like, her aunt wouldn't be yelling at her, just being like, You're a hussy! In all honesty, Mary Jane, in this film, hussy. Hooks up with four dudes in one movie. Come on.
2: Eugene... That that, that is true.
0: Starts with Flash. Before graduation, I mean, right after graduation, hooks up with Harry. Like, directly after (laughs) Flash goes, whatever. At graduation, with the hand gesture to the side. Hilarious. Um, And then, gets a crush on Spider-Man while dating... Harry uh, makes out with Spider-Man. I mean, who wouldn't at that point? And then Harry's father dies and she's like, well, this shit ain't gonna work, Harry. Well, honestly, it was when um, his mm-hmm. his father screamed that she was kind of a, a gold digger and he didn't say shit. Uh, <laughs> said, we're done. And then she kisses she kisses Peter at Harry's father's funeral. Come on! That's her prerogative. It's <laughs> the 21st century. <laughs> that is so much... <laughs> Fucking baggage, all right. And that before she kissed Peter, she did not know she was Spider Man. And then the kiss like made it. Ooh, she couldn't tell by the voice, but she could tell by the kiss. That's Ooh, how that. Uh, yeah, that's it, a
1: little stupid because Peter Parker doesn't disguise his voice <laughs> like at all.
0: Not at all. All right. And then finally, we have Spider Man. I'm not gonna say shit about Spider Man. You fuck.
2: Watch the movie.
0: Yeah, great power comes with great responsibility, assholes. Do I got to drill it into your head just like every movie tries to? It's fucking just, a.
2: There's- there's 50 years of history of this character. Oh,
0: my God. Read a book. <laughs> Spider-Man a is there to book. see you. Also, Spider-Man is different all the time. He keeps changing. Like, honestly, like they've Wait. had three reboots. Yes. And, <laughs> like, there's there's teenage Spider-Man. There's after-college Spider-Man. There's during-college Spider-Man. There's um, 30-year-old high school teacher Spider-Man. They're all different versions. There's dead Spider-Man. That was around for the longest time a few years ago. There's Snowman Spider Man. <laughs> but eventually, he always comes back to classic Spider Man. So don't ever fret, you butt hurt fans who just ragged on Dan Slot when they killed the character for a full year in <laughs> 2014, 13. I don't remember. There's, there's Cybernetic Spider Man. There is.
2: There's going back to high school Spider-Man because that's really what we wanted with these movies. There's underwater
0: (laughs) Spider-Man.
2: There's judo. There's there's, there's Moon Spider-Man.
0: There's judo chop, karate grip, action (laughs) Spider-Man. There's Moon Spider-Man. All right, we're moving on to music now. I said that one. I'm done.
1: There's Spider Martian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to music. There's so this is going to be a Manusian. long episode if we don't fucking keep moving.
2: <laughs> All right. On to spider music. Huh? Music Spider-Man. Um, as we mentioned in our Spider-Man 2 episode, uh, the music for both the original and 2 is done by Danny Elfman. Themes appearing in the third one. Uh, we went on pretty much at length, I want to say, in S2 on how yeah. great the uh, music was and added to the whole feel of the movie, yada, yada, yada. Um, so we've covered a lot of that ground. Danny Elfman started it off here in Spider-Man 1, and we've got our introduction to a lot of those classic music cues that you hear, not only throughout these first three movies, but you know when people want to get there standard superhero music for i don't know some kind of introductory theme hmm. uh this is what they go to let's start it off with costume montage to the, uh, the main themes you'll hear throughout the movie sitting so against some pretty rockin' uh, background music, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, I had a friend ask me when we were watching this today, he was like, how many of those costumes are actually like Spider-Man variant costumes? And I went, good question, David. None. That I recognize, <laughs> at least, and I've seen a lot of Spider-Man variant costumes.
2: So many variants.
0: The Amazing Bagman being one of the most prominent. That's right. He literally just forgot his costume and put a paper bag over his head.
2: That was like the most demeaning thing Johnny Storm could do to him, (laughs) and he did it.
0: That's right. That's Uh, wait no, Uh, the bombastic bag man is when he joined the Fantastic Four and kept the paper bag over his head as a costume. Oh,
2: that's right. I remember the two thousand Spider-Man game for uh, the PlayStation One, and you could get you could do that variant costume, and it was great. Yep, (laughs) so great. Uh, one thing I like to hear throughout Spider Man music in general is the incorporation of, you know, the drum kit and the bass and get kind of those urban sounds to it. Cause, you know, it's a superhero that has strong ties to New York. That's such a part of the identity. And, uh, this trilogy uses them um,
1: mm,
2: sparingly, I want to say, mostly orchestral. You get a few, uh, instances of it in the amazing movies and then, um, for the upcoming one, uh, Michael Giacchino shared a video on Twitter of some percussionist he had with this really crazy uh, drum kit setup. Okay. So it's that's a good through line I like to hear throughout this for this character. <laughs> Drums continue in this next track, Specter of the Goblin, but it's a little more specific to this movie.
0: What's the, oh, shit, what's the line in Spider-Man 2? Follow your destiny, Harry. Oh, avenge me.
2: Avenge me! Avenge me! No! God. Yep. A lot of mirror play with this character. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I loved in this, in this, the goblin setup of, of when Harry comes home one time a little early and he just hears cackles throughout the hall. Ha, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. He's like, Dad, Dad, like, are you watching Leno or something? Like, what's up? Because, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you finding that funny? And then just like everything stops on a on a dime, and he just comes out, "Hello, Harry, you're home." Oh, hey, Harry. It's like what? It's like it doesn't even ask. Like, was Chappelle on? What's up? <laughs> 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 like, well, we don't when people are laughing, don't you not ask? Like, what's so funny, man? You watching you 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 looking at some dank memes? What's up?
2: Oh, oh no, I was, uh, it was reading the Wall Street Journal. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> the latest meme
1: sucks spelled with two c's. Oh my god, we're not getting into this. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Back to music.
2: Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. And then of course we have to without jumping into the main titles or the end titles that, you know, we hear a thousand times, we get it. We got to hit the final Spider-Man theme that plays at the end of I think it's just the first two movies, but it, it's the main Spider-Man theme. It's the track "Farewell," and it's one of those musical moments where, you're like, okay, I think superhero movies and superhero music—they're gonna—they're gonna be around for a little while. <laughs>
0: uh.
2: And there were many goosebumps to be had.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me try listen to something real quick. I want to draw a comparison. Oh, fuck, it's a
1: rousing superhero theme. You hear shit, that don't. shit?
0: Yeah, this, does that is, not this sound is the Dark Knight theme. Is, does that not, this is the Dark Knight final ending song. Does that not sound just like the Spider-Man final ending song?
2: Well, without being able to hear it over our connection here, because I'm just hearing noise, static. Um, I, it does have... There's that uh, drum bass to it where Spider-Man has the and then you know you have your Dark Knight ending so you gotta you gotta keep the rhythm going.
0: I'm playing it right now, and you matched up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it was actually like <laughs> yeah. uncanny. Yeah.
1: No, they, they they there's non-trivial similarities there. Okay. I agree. I don't know if that drives into something bigger by the end of it. I forgot. It probably does. Superhero, you like to have a heroic sounding theme for your heroes. <laughs> I guess is about what we can say about that. Yeah. Good shit, homie. <laughs> Good shit, right Fair there. Fair enough.
2: Right? Good shit, indeed.
0: Any more music? Thin. Nope, I'm done. Ha ha! All right, science. Oh, science! Hey, hey! Welcome. Oh wait, hi! A stunned. What's <laughs> up? We start speaking in a uh, different language for science yes. that we made up. So uh, only super fans will get this. The power of the spirit moves me. I speak in tongues. <laughs> 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 la 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 la. <laughs> Bo-bop. all right Keep. uh we have two science topics Yeah. because ben is lazy and didn't watch the movie
1: wow rude <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> let's got him Bam. let's maybe not <laughs> he's not lazy he's busy with the puppy i got a new puppy yes Pumper. and he's like... having trouble adjusting to puppy life yes and i'm like ah child you don't know yeah. I'm like it's a, little...
2: a hard knocked life with pups oh
0: um can I say we made a quick joke though, real quick? Remember sure. remember when when Spider Man is saving Mary Jane in the alley? Yeah. And do you know what he says? I actually forget. You have a knack for getting oh, yeah, into trouble. Oh yeah, trouble.
1: Yeah, you have you have a you have a big knack for getting into trouble. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> I said you have you have a big rack that gets you into trouble. <laughs> oh, Oh. So, alright. Sometimes Oy. sometimes that can be Oy. funny, I think. Alright? Oye. Shut it's, up.
1: It's accurate though. Let's talk <laughs> about let's talk about science.
0: Yes, we have the goblin glider. We got yeah. the goblin glider. It's like a jetpack with, with wings. It's a jetpack with wings. <laughs> it flies
1: like I feel like with modern technology you could build something like this. It wouldn't support a human. If you make it big enough, it could. Oh, uh, okay. It flies like it.
0: Kind of flies like a quadcopter. Okay. So yeah, it's like a drone that's got four rotors on it. So basically the shield heli helicarrier, but really, really tiny. Right. You get
1: a you get a powerful enough motor on there. I don't see any reason you couldn't get a human supported. You'd need a hell of a big motor. Yeah,
0: and at that point yeah. like where's the weight to like lift ratio come in. Right, yeah. I you, feel as if that's gonna really contradict. The heavier
1: it. you make your like the more powerful you make your engine you have to make it bigger
0: yeah and then it gets heavier
1: the the heavier your engine is the harder the needs to work in order to lift itself yeah and so actually like there's like
0: kind of an upper bound on how much if you want to hover that's the thing yeah that's the key like you're all thinking like what about airplanes airplanes like go fucking like thrust they they just go so fast they don't have time to fall Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, that and these—they're well, jet engines, right? So they only push like one direction. You don't really have to maneuver. Right, you maneuver Airplane's every part Basically,
1: of it. like go one direction, and you kind of tilt them to get them to turn. Yeah, you and don't do turn hard turns. Slowly. Exactly, you don't have to go like shoop, whoop, beep, whoop, yep,
0: You know, everybody saw that.
1: That was that was me executing a four-point turn
0: <laughs> with right. my hand. Whereas with the glider, you can stop and like back up and hover. It's more like a helicopter, exactly. But he and, made it look like a jet. <laughs> but he's using jet engines, which yeah. is not really feasible. No. So Besides being unrealistic. <laughs> or, I mean, like, fantasy. Yeah. I invented something. Uh... Uh, I'm a, I'm a... Also, that Goblin Glider is 100,000 times more effective than the shitty exoskeleton that their, co- their competition built. That exoskeleton yeah, looks like garbage. It's terrible. I like the thing. And I, I was like,
2: happy when it blew up. Yeah,
0: I laughed even as a, I mean, as a kid, I'm like, "What? Yeah, what the? F-? Like it's that thing's stupid. Excuse Yeah, like at that point, just build a tank. <laughs> Why does yeah. a person need to be in it if it you can't even maneuver that well? Right. All right. Anyway, yeah. um, that's, did you want to say more about the goblin glider? Not
1: really. Just. It's- it's not really feasible the way it's designed, but I mean you have helicopters. Okay. You just get someone to stand on top of a helicopter, boom. Okay. You got you got
0: there you go. That's okay. it. You gotta magnetize I your want feet it. to that shit though. Right. Like, also that's gonna uh, like really like jolt your, your insides around. You just you're uh, going real fast and then you stop a lot. You wanna be really careful
1: about how you You're gonna break your shins. Yourself.
0: Yeah. You're going to snap your shins right off.
1: And if you're not careful, like, it'll stab you through the stomach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch out happened. for that. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, Slice and dice. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. Other, other topic. My favorite. I yes. love this. I love this. Because they, they the other piece of Oscorp technology um, is his goblin serum. Uh, It's not called the Goblin Serum. It's called something else. I don't even remember. It's a serum. That's a super soldier serum. All right. Yeah. But the point is, the whole key of super soldier serums is like Captain America is the only one that worked perfectly. The rest of them have weird side effects. Okay. So this one's got side effects of, as quoted by Dr. Mendel Strom, uh, aggression, something, 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 and insanity. Aggression, paranoia, and Thank insanity. You. There you go.
1: And paranoia. Thank Something you. Something like that. Yeah. I don't believe that man's ever been to medical school. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: because um, you diagnose this on rats. Certainly. He hasn't studied psychiatry?
1: No, because insanity is not a diagnosis that the DSM-5 would have. DSM-5? It is the diagnostic manual for... um. Mental disorders, for yeah, mental disorders, basically. Okay, you do not write insane. You do not write no. When like when like you're saying like, oh, um, I treated this person, they're insane. <laughs> no, you say I treated this person, they're displaying these symptoms. They have this condition. Exactly, insanity is not one of those conditions. You also, say, how do
0: you figure that out in a rat? Also, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, aggression you can see in a rat pretty easily because hmm. they go ape shit at other rats or, you know, whatever. I mean,
0: we we didn't show this rat Chappelle or anything, and it just started laughing. <laughs> like,
1: what in the world? The so, like, aggression, like, you can you can observe that in oh, rats. Oh, easy. Yeah. Paranoia. Maybe. Might be a little harder. You could, like, say, oh, like. Anxiety. There's some anxiety symptoms. Like, there are symptoms you can observe. Yeah. But to say that, like. insanity it's it's just not a useful diagnosis to make
0: yo this rat's cray uh doctor (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like how crazy it's not really like does it have borderline is it uh is it schizophrenic is it
2: (laughs) is it borderline (laughs) cray?
0: does it have um does it miss its mom like what's it what's crazy about (laughs) See, is it crazy? Is it crazy about how it can't, it, it can't see why kids love Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Is it crazy on you? Is it crazy? Does <laughs> that make it crazy? <laughs> Did you get that one finally? Yep. Okay. Uh, a funny. Oh, also tangent on crazy, that. Crazy, crazy on you. Yes. A, a funny tangent on that one. Uh, I played that song at trivia, and I had a team that went. This is. Uh, Celo Green, right? And the other uh, other member of the team went. Tell my dad that this is Narsles Barkley, okay? And I'm like, You're fucking it's, idiot. It's it's <laughs> not Narl- I'm like, yeah, it's Narsles Barkley. But CeeLo Green was in Narsles Barkley, and I go, it's like how Phil Collins was part of Genesis. It's like that. And this guy's wife goes, Phil Collins was in a band, and I walk away. I can't fucking deal with this <laughs> shit. I can't do it. Did you know that Sting was in the Police? <laughs> Did you know it was called Sting and the Police? Yeah. Do you know that um, he goes by Stung now? Because <laughs> he oh.
2: has been. <laughs> Actual question I got. Stang. woman, woman comes up to me with a uh, CD by the police. Do you put this under police or the?
0: <laughs> yep, the.
2: <laughs> Great stuff. I, uh, I had to look at her for... Well, A she, crushing amount of time. She
0: was after that. she was rat sane. Okay, she was so rat sane. It's it's crazy. There you go.
2: Um, <laughs> rat sane in the membrane. Yeah. Also, um, my buddy. you
0: remember David from our old episodes? His favorite line from this movie is when Dr. Mendelstrom tells the uh, the, the the military industrial complex that they have to go back to <laughs> formula, and Willem Dafoe turns around and looks <laughs> at him and goes
1: back to Formula?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he wasn't expecting that answer. (laughs) Mostly, like, why the fuck did you say that? There's some, like, dumb lines in this movie. Oh, the best one. Easily the best. No, the best. Is when he's like, test, like, we're doing it on me. Strap me in, Dr. Mendelstrom. And he straps him in on those like those those restraints that don't oh. make, make any sense. He's like, "Oh, that's cold." <laughs> it's like obviously the first take of the day. Willem Defoe is like, "Oh shit, that's cold." And Sam Raimi's like, "Fuck, Willem, we only had one take of this. We gotta leave it in." I can't deal with or this like, shit. Because like,
1: who are these hacks? Like that's what you would do though. Yeah, like when I'm at the dentist. <laughs> And I'm like laying there, and like, "Okay, my hands are cold. I'm like, Yeah, I know. oh shit, they are cold." <laughs>
0: <laughs> mostly that comes out oh, oh, oh.
1: right like <laughs> that's what
0: you would do like oh that's cold <laughs> very human response that's just some great lines uh, especially uh, uh, again uh, moment. I also love the moment where Flash breaks up with uh, where Mary Jane breaks up with Flash at graduation and that breakup goes by as the smoothest breakup in history because he just goes whatever and Flash whatever. exits the scene for the rest of the film <laughs> like that breakup obviously did not traumatize either of them yeah <laughs> or Flash is just really holding it back. Alright, enough far tangents. Uh, Just some quick fun facts before we close it out today. Uh, Lucy Lawless was in this movie? She was. She's credited as Punk Rock Girl? Punk Rock Girl. (laughs) Okay. Google that shit, friends. Hold on. Let me Google that shit. Um, Lucy Lawless Spider-Man and Images... Oh, she delivers the quote. Eight hands sounds kind of hot.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. uh, That's
0: Lucy Lawless. That's Xena. uh,
2: Weird. Could be a man. Could be a woman.
0: And then there's like a Wachowski brother behind her or some shit.
2: (laughs) A Wachowski sibling.
0: (laughs) or Yeah, sorry. A a Wachowski sibling uh yeah
2: um oh and uh another qu- cameo was during that montage um jim norton of the opian anthony show is the guy who says he stinks and i don't like him
0: <laughs> or every just troll ever <laughs> yeah i hate him much. all right um and then also bruce campbell uh cr- oh, wow bruce campbell um was of course an cameoed in all three Spider-Man movies because of his relationship with Sam Raimi and was supposed to be led up, all those cameos were supposed to lead up to him being Mysterio in the fourth Spider-Man movie. That would have been dope. But, Mm -hmm. alas. And finally, holy crap guys, you know this, there planned to be a lot more ties to the X-Men. A Stan Lee reference um, to the X-Men and even a Hugh Jackman appearance. I can't say for sure, but one could argue that the character film rights dispute that prevented all this from happening stayed as the precedent blocking all crossovers until the Sony Marvel Spider-Man deal. Possibly, because like Sucks. after this, after all the like those after all those talks fell under fire, it became a thing of like mm, film rights don't cross over. Hmm. They don't. They just don't. And then like even I for the longest time said Sony Marvel's a myth. It's bullshit. I said that right up to the bell. I literally said it's not no, happening. You,
2: you said that after I broke the news to you in the reporter's Yeah, I office. said, yeah, I like, said, bullshit. no, that's
0: bullshit. That's rumor mill garbage. I Well, I mean, you hear so much rumor mill garbage about superhero movies that it had to be rumor mill garbage, okay? Um, and there's just so much. So, therefore, I did not believe it. And I couldn't believe it because I'd just been so stuck in that world of film right? Film film rights of characters. They don't no cross over. crossovers. No crossovers. Doesn't happen. All right? Okay, okay. Oh, so no. let's wrap it up then. That's going to do it today. Uh Super Fan Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by Triop Cop. Oh no. I read it out loud. Oh no, you oh. fucked up. Oh my god. You fucked up. <laughs> SMSP
2: is
1: recorded and produced. And if you like what <laughs> we here at Triop Cop have No.
0: Don't say it. It's not the
1: real It's not real. It's too late. late. It's it is too late. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the timeline is folding in on itself. I
1: have I've collapsed the <laughs> singularity. There you go. Uh anyway, uh hit us up on iTunes while you're there. Um you can rate, drop a rating, you can subscribe, yeah. you can subscription. Yeah. You can review.
0: You can subscribe.
1: Smash, smash that subscription button.
0: You can, you can. Did you know you can subscribe?
1: Smash it like a smashburger burger. Did you know that you can, you can subscribe? Yes. Okay. And if you subscribe, then a new episode will come out every Monday. Oh wait, hold on. You can subscribe to this. I mean, a new episode will come out every Monday, whether or not you subscribe. <laughs> but if you subscribe, oh, it'll be delivered directly to your ear holes. Portable electronic ear holes device wherever.
2: Your holes are sold.
0: Yeah, we put it right in your ear. Mm. Just right in there.
2: Yep. Deep in your ear. Anyway. On Mondays. Warm and ready. You can also go to Twitter and tweet. More specifically, you can go to our Twitter. It's at Super M Studies, where we have Twitter challenges. And this week's Twitter challenge is... If I may? Yes. The, go right ahead.
1: The worst Spider-Man variant you can make up.
2: Variant? Like...
0: Like underwater Spider-Man, <laughs> the wor- like the Martian wor- Spider-Man, the worst costume like Peter Parker could have drawn. Yeah, when he was designing his Spider-Man outfit, Evangelical Christian Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go. White separatist Spider-Man. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. That's oh, we don't want to take oh. all the good ones, do we? Oh. Star Wars no. prequel Spider-Man. <laughs> well, now anyway, there's, there's lots
0: mind, of good ones out there. Centrified Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> keep in. Keep in mind, Spider fans. <laughs> we have had such Spider-Man variants in the past as Spider Ham, yep, and s- things like Sp- the Spider-Mobile, Spider Knight. So, um, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to step this. You're gonna up, have to dig deep week. to get
0: the to win this week and find the worst. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I like um. I like gentrification Spider-Man, and like um. Um, uh, 80s radio DJ Spider Man. <laughs> <Ooh.
2: laughs> I feel as if like because DJ, the... <laughs> DJ Roman candles Spider Man. <laughs> Shout out to reporter people who know what that is. Ah!
0: <laughs> all right, that's a good Ooh. one. Um,
1: so yeah, tweet us, tweet us your dumb alternate Spider Man versions. And
0: if you're not that creative, just give us a Spider Man meme from the 1960s. Spidey memes, yeah, Spidey memes are great. So many. Just, just so send us ones. one that you think we haven't seen yet, and we'll laugh and say thank you.
2: All right. I always laugh at Spooderman.
0: <laughs> Spooderman. Spooderman's great. What's your favorite type of rice? <laughs> Uncle Ben's. Uncle Ben. Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael Moore, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer.
2: I'm James Skyler hutzman
0: And I'm Ben Anderson. That's new. I hope you all have a super week. Bye. Go, web, go. Bye. Oh, shit. Oh, we fucked up. Doesn't work. We're going to have to go back to formula. Back, back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night. Bye. See ya. So good you have to say bye three times.
1: Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.
0: I wish, I wish this was The X-Men 2 episode see You and me In my day
2: Baby I know we had a bad day And you are so mad at me It don't mean we have Yeah